Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Awaiting His Coming. Jesus the Christ is coming back to this earth in the same body in which He died, was buried, and was resurrected. His body was glorified in His resurrection and ascension and is now, therefore, immortal. One of the first principles of the Christian faith is belief in the resurrection of the body and the judgment. This will occur when the man, Messiah Jesus, comes back to planet earth. This hope has burned brightly in the Christian's heart and mind since Jesus left 2,000 years ago. Romans 13.11 states, Besides this, knowing the time, it is already the hour for you to wake up from sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. We are closer to this event than the generations before us. He came the first time to bear away our sin in the judgment of death. But when he returns, it will be in power and great glory and to rule. Christ's return will wrap up history and will usher in the eternal state. This glorious appearing of our Savior is the hope of the Christian. When he returns, our salvation will be consummated and we will have bestowed upon us a sinless glorified body like his body. Death, sin, and hell will be defeated and cast into the lake of fire. Hebrews 9.28 states, So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. How then should we as believers in Christ prepare for his return? Before we can answer this question positively, we should consider the negative because there are some things we should not do. First of all, we should not retreat from the world and buy, as it were, white robes in which to simply wait for the end to arrive. God does not want us to be idle isolationists. Such an attitude is a denial of the power of the gospel. To those who adopt such a course of action, Paul wrote in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10, When we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. And then he goes on to say, We hear that some among you are idle. And the reason they were idle, he tells us, is because they were waiting around for Christ to return. Another false attitude is accommodation and even identification with the world system. Believers are not to be lost and caught up in the world system and conform to its pattern of living. Instead, we are to engage in the normal patterns of life while being careful not to be overcharged with the burdens and the activities of this life. In the words of Jesus, his people are to be in the world, but not of it. To use a comparison, it's one thing to have a boat in the water, but another thing to have water in the boat. The more water in the boat, the more danger of the boat sinking. Hear the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 17, verse 30. On the day when the Son of Man is revealed, on that day, let the one who is on the housetop with his goods in the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who is in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Now we need to remember her story, Jesus says, and we need to learn from her experience. She did not want to leave her things behind in Sodom. So she looked back, which means that she lingered as they're on the path leaving, looking back, longing for what she's leaving behind. And she was encased in salt as the city was destroyed. 
This is like those whose mind are fixed on their this earthly existence. Paul writes to them, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their belly and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on worldly things. Our citizenship, however, he reminds us in Colossians, Philippians chapter 3, verse 18. Our citizenship, however, is in heaven. And it is from there that we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. He will change our lowly bodies and make them like his glorious body through the power that enables him to bring everything under his authority. On the positive side of preparation for the Lord's return, we are to be occupied with the Lord Jesus and with his service. Colossians 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And the Apostle John adds these words in his epistle, 1 John 3. Beloved, we are God's children now, and we, and what we will be has not yet been uh, has not yet been manifest, has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Christ himself is to be the object of our desire. We are to love his appearing and we're to long for his appearing. We are to love his coming and long for his appearing. Our attitude is to be one of anticipation, of expectancy, eagerly looking for his return. God expects us to believe in the reality of Christ's return and to eagerly look for him. Watchfulness is the Advent word often used to describe our proper attitude towards Jesus' return. It is to be the subject of our teaching, our preaching, and our praying. Between the interval of Christ's first coming and his second coming, there will appear there will be increasing spiritual warfare both externally and internally. There is constant tension between this world and God's kingdom. We are to look by faith upon the unseen spiritual realities, and we are to look with confidence toward the future. The reason for this is the sovereign power of our God, who shall bring to pass his eternal purposes of salvation. We are to live daily under Christ's lordship, trusting him to give us daily victories over temptations and trials. An Advent collect expresses it thusly. O Lord our God, make us watchful and keep us faithful as we await the coming of your Son, our Lord. Then when he shall appear, he may not find us sleeping in sin, but active in his service and joyful in his praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Until Christ returns, Christians are to be busy fulfilling the commission of our Lord to make disciples of Jesus by preaching the gospel and instructing them in all of God's truth, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. By living lives of godliness, we are to wait for and earnestly desire the coming of the day of God, 2 Peter 3. And Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, This gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world and as a testimony to all nations, as all ethnic groups, all people groups, and then the end will come. A motto of a past generation expresses this truth. Evangelize to a finish to bring the king back.
until Christ returns, Christians are to be at work in the kingdom, especially in the church, that is, in the local assemblies, and in our neighborhoods, employing all the spiritual gifts and abilities the Lord bestows. As Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 1.7, You do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. God expects us to be faithful stewards of the gospel and of all of his blessings as we build one another up, spurring spiritual growth toward maturity. This is one of the reasons for Christian assembly, Hebrews 10.25, meeting together, encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Another aspect for Christ, another aspect of waiting for Christ's return is that we are to gird up the loins of our minds, as the scripture says. Preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 1.13. This means that we are to prepare our minds for action, for active involvement in using them, and be steadfast in the faith of the gospel of Christ. This involves using our minds to study seriously and deeply the truths of the faith as taught in the scriptures, and in humility and gentleness, be prepared to defend the faith by by giving reasons for the hope that we have. We are to constantly grow in our knowledge of and in our communion with Christ through his word. Let us be alert and self-controlled, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation, Paul writes, for God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Let us join with the hymn writer John Macduff in this glorious proclamation. Christ is coming. Let creation from her groans and travails cease. Let the glorious proclamation hope restore and faith increase. Christ is coming. Christ is coming. Come, O blessed Prince of Peace. Earth can now but tell the story of thy bitter cross and pain. She shall yet behold thy glory when you come back to reign. Christ is coming. Christ is coming. Let each heart repeat the strain. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, keep looking up for your redemption draws near.